Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Kayla, how are you? (laughs) I am great. How are you? I've had an amazing morning. We just spoke off air a little bit about how Wednesdays are our quote-unquote off days. So this morning I just got up, had a coffee, went for a walk, did a sauna, and now here we are. Same, yeah. By day off, I mean I just don't have to really be anywhere, but I still do work. Amazing. I mean, the perks of being a business owner. Yeah, it's why we do business for ourselves. So we have that freedom of time that we want to do more of. Still end up working. I love business. I do. I love what I do and I love my job. And you'll find me in my free time, like when I have time off, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have nothing on this weekend. And then I'll sit there and do some work anyway. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like, because I'm the same, I'm like, I used to be very much like I got to be sitting at my computer and I got to be doing things all the time. And now it's like I give myself my weekends off and my Wednesdays off. Mm. But I find that when I give myself that time and that space, things just free flow a little bit more. And I'm almost even more excited to work. Yeah. Like I literally last year in December, I was like, I'm taking December off. And then December number one ended up being our highest month for the year. And then also, It was a time when I put together literally the first half of all my offers for this year. I like structured out the whole year, even though I was like, oh, I'm taking December off. I just got this creative like energy and it was like, oh my God, I have so many ideas coming through. So it's like, you know, you hear it, slow down to, you know, allow yourself some space and you're like, no, no, no. But then you do it and it actually happens, which is crazy. It's a bit of a slingshot effect, hey? When you slow back and you pull back, you end up shooting forward. I literally just did a post about that this morning on threads. I was just saying, like, follow the things that make you feel good or that, like, follow that excitement and do more of the things that make you excitement because it puts you in a place of, like, curiosity and inspiration as well. And that's where you'll find, like, when you're in those sort of high-frequency states, it just opens you up to for lack of a better term, like those downloads or to allow those, like the ideas to sort of free flow to you more easily. So yeah, when you are doing less, essentially just being in that relaxed state, being in that excited state or in a state of joy, for example, doing more of the things that you love. Yeah. You'll find that curiosity and inspiration, all the ideas just like start flowing. And then it also means that you're not putting pressure on yourself to have anything done by a certain point. You're just allowing it to flow to you through you. And like you said, you just started like planning and I'm getting creative with it and you just allowed yourself to do that without I guess the external pressure of saying that you have to work and doing it at your own pace that's really interesting that you brought that up because I can completely agree but at the same time speaking of business what are your thoughts on the actual I'm so curious about this around hustling because I think Mm. I am a big believer that when you start a business you are in that bit of a hustle phase I'll be honest, I was hustling so hard in my first year, but I fucking loved it. Mm. I, I was definitely excited and passionate. So I think it is necessary. You do need to do some groundwork and you're learning so much in um, those first few years, at least in the first year, you're just 
systems and processes as well as learning about yourself and business and mindset and all the rest of it. You're learning so much. It feels like there's a lot going on, but I would spend a lot of time working. Um, yeah. But I also loved it at the same time. So I guess it never really, it never really felt draining. Yeah. But I think it's also super necessary to know the season. 100%. I love how you just dive straight in with like the high frequency and the curiosity and all those kinds of things. Cause I was on your masterclass a few weeks ago or like the other week and we were speaking about a lot of that stuff, like curiosity being one of the most important factors for you to remain open and to remain in a state of awareness because oh. you know, to be curious is to be in self, like we were speaking about what it means to be in self, being confident, all those sorts of things. And to remain curious actually means your prefrontal cortex, which is your brain, like the, the front part of your brain, your thinking brain is switched on. Uh-huh. So staying in that, that constant state of curiosity and awareness actually is, you know, that high frequency that you were speaking about. And really important not just for business but for health as well like both of us have health businesses so we're very passionate about at, about health and, and business but definitely everything I feel like you know I've done in terms of like health training um business it all started yes like with that hustle mentality and I feel like you know there almost has to be that momentum like you're building that momentum and it it is allowing you to create the freedom that you eventually want to get to and the space that you want to be but what happens is we often forget along the way that we're doing this or we did all this to create more space and freedom so for me I actually had a really hard time learning to slow down and my business got to a point or I got to a point as well where it was like plateaued like I was at capacity but it it was a plateau and it was like I actually had to take a step back to stop doing so much to then take three steps 10 steps whatever forward and so I think this is something that you know we kind of get stuck in we kind of get stuck in like the rat race or we get stuck in you know wanting to get to the next stage or do the next thing whereas we forget the reason why we started this in the first place was to create more freedom And, you know, it is tricky to stop because it doesn't feel safe for us. Like sometimes that hustle is like, okay, I've generated results. I've gotten, I've gotten evidence that this works. If I stop doing this, then my results are going to drop off. You know, the same goes for the gym as well. Like, you know, doing like a lot of work to start with, you know, you have to learn how to track macros and you're doing a lot and things like that. And you're training however many times a week and you're doing lots of cardio, whatever it is. But what got you here doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's going to get you there. So we have to kind of look at it as, yeah, it's definitely like a stepping stone along the path, but then there's going to come a point where it's like, well, actually, if I take an extra rest day, my recovery is going to be better in the gym and mm. I'm actually going to be able to push harder and I'm going to improve. Same with business, right? If I take some of my time back, maybe not doing so many one-to-one um, mm-hmm. in-person sessions or something like that, you know, I might take a little bit of a step back in terms of income, but then if I'm building my online business, then it's going to get get me three steps forward. So that's yeah. kind of how how I Absolutely. look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So safety and stopping. I'd like to understand a little bit more by how doing more 
like makes you plateau is it perhaps so when I hear that what I think about is perhaps you're so divided energetically and and your attention's divided in so many areas it's kind of like you're doing so many things but nothing's really getting done or is it just you're losing that spark almost like you don't have that um you're not in that state of curiosity and inspiration and you know the energy you put out the energy you, you attract so how could doing more um how did that sort of lead to a plateau if that makes sense well I mean eventually what's going to happen is you you reach your capacity and it might be energetic capacity so like the way I look at growth in terms of personal development is the same way I look at growth of like a muscle or in the gym or training is like you need to take that rest and recovery to be able to have the capacity Mm. to improve your performance if you keep going at the rate that you're going and you're not recovering properly then Mm. you're not going to improve so it might be an energetic capacity it might be a time capacity whatever capacity it is, you reach your capacity and then there's nowhere really to go, right? So you've got Mm. to increase your capacity somehow. And I can relate this like in neuroscience because I know you love the neuroscience stuff, but it's called the window of tolerance. And so we have like this window of tolerance and we, we stay mostly inside our window. But if you go outside your window, you're hyperactivated, which causes like anxiety, um, you know, high stress, all that kind of stuff, which we know leads to a lot of like health conditions and mental issues and things like that. On the other side, we have hypoactivation. So that's like depression, low morale, low energy, Mm. all that kind of stuff. And when we spend too much time hyperactivated, it can lead to hypoactivation. So Mm. it's almost like we're up here for a long time, but then the nervous system just goes shut down because you can't operate at that capacity. So there are ways that you can like, you know, regulate your own system, um, increase your capacity, like in whatever aspect it is. Um, that's going to allow you to, you know, I mean, in business, it might be taking some time back so that you can, um, you know, increase your revenue or something like that in terms of, you know, training. Mm. We gave the example of like having a little bit of rest and recovery so that you're able to maximize your performance. Mm, Makes complete sense. I speak on energetic capacity or like helping women regain their energy. And I think a part of that like rest and recovery is really important for women because we can't always do so much, mm. even though we are very driven. And I think women can accomplish. We've seen women in success. They're yeah, they're we're powerhouses in other words. <laughs> yeah. um, but when it comes to like energetic capacity, I, I mean, this might be a little bit brutal, but I think some women don't realize what they're capable of when it comes to maybe doing hard things, specifically when we're tired or drained or. Um, like when we do get our periods, we tend to shut down a lot more. And this is not, I'm not, I don't want to dismiss the fact that there's definitely health issues out there. Um, you know, things like endo and PCOS and all the rest in there. So mm. not, not just, um, not to dismiss any of those things, but I, I guess working with women, there needs to be like, you need to be able to discern when you do need to push through and perhaps do hard things. And if you want to expand your energetic capacity and how much you can do and how much you hold, it is the same as the gym. Like you do sometimes need to pick up the heavier weight or do the extra rep or go a little bit harder in order to see that growth. And I think you Mm. need the thing with your energy. So if you want more energy throughout the day, like there's that or like depending on like how much stress, I mean, the more 
the bigger you get in business, the more money you make, the more successful you get, the bigger the stresses become, like you need to be able to hold more in general. Um, but it's the same, like the same goes with your health or your fitness. And if you want more energy, I mean, you got to be looking after your health, right? You can't have a yeah. successful business without health because the second that you're health, you've got nothing. Yeah. yeah, you've got nothing. If your health goes, your business will go. Like you'll be, for, your body will force you to stop, sit down um, and start taking care of it. And you'll have to invest in your health before you can start investing in your business again. But yeah, I think that a lot of women, it sounds bad, but it's almost like we've gone soft. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like mean you, that if, you, you, I don't you mean that in a bad way. Yeah, you almost have to like, you have to push your edges, right? Because like growth happens when you stretch yourself. So it's like, it's taking a step forward, like a little bit of a stretch and then making sure you come back to rest and recover. It's not like all rest and recover. Like, don't get me like misconstrued there. It's like, you can't just rest and recover the whole time and be like in your feminine (laughs) flow and like attract and and manifest like everything into your life. Like there's got to be that balance of like the masculine and the feminine energies and like, you know, the doing versus the being and things like that. But I Mm. think, you know, definitely like you're hundred percent correct is like, sometimes we don't know our capabilities. We need to push our capabilities like to see what we are capable of. And we do need to stretch. Like, again, I love making references to things that might make sense a little bit more um, in terms of training, but it's like functional overreaching. So like we push ourselves in the gym for, let's just say you're an advanced train, like, training in person and you know you push yourself in the gym gym progressive overload for three weeks you functionally over overreach in that third week but then you have a planned deload you have a planned rest for mm-hmm. that rest and recovery that you're able to do so definitely you need to be stretching you need to be like pushing the edges of that capacity to find out what your capacity yeah. is um and you know sometimes like we go over and and that's fine we've learned our lesson and we mm. can know where our edges are and then, you know, we come back into safety a little bit more and then we can put two toes in, you know, instead of yeah. one and, and and pull back and come forward and it's really finding like where our balance is. But you know what, you're probably better to speak on energy and like energetics and things like that than I am. So like do you have anything because obviously you've got your – like fingers in a lot of pie. So you, you're a Pilates instructor, coach, personal trainer, like online. You've got the sisterhood, like, which is absolutely incredible. Like that looks like such an incredible community. What do you feel like have been your biggest lessons in building up to where you are? Because it, I always feel like someone who speaks like you and, you know, speaks in this way, they've gone through something like there's a story behind how this all happened for you to to come to this level of awareness, like at such a young age as well. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, how did it all start? It all started. I let's go way back. I've always been as a child, probably I've had that perfectionist um, high standards and probably just a Virgo trait so so I've been told um so I've always had that I've also also on the flip side of that it also means that I can be quite judgmental so when things aren't met to a certain standard and that's how I used to also speak to myself or see myself so it wasn't just externalized um and something I'm really mindful of now that if you know people aren't meeting my standards that's a me thing that's not 
<laughs> that's just very high standards. So it started at a really young age um, to have those perfectionism. And I, it, from that stem, just always wanting to be better, like always wanting to be, be, be better. And it was probably, and in, at some point it came from a place of not being enough. So I experienced weight gain when I left school. And then I, there's like a personal development in there. I got a, I was in between jobs. I moved out of my environment. I moved states and that was the biggest piece. So I'm grateful as well in all of that, that I was exposed to traveling as a kid because my mom's from Finland. So we'd been to Europe and you kind of always ingrained in us. Um, like traveling is like the best thing anyone could do. And although we only had a small taste of it, we all sort of picked up that travel bug at a young age. So I was already open to the inspiration and curiosity and things that came from travel, the excitement of it. Um, and I just specifically remember always being happy when I traveled. So I think with that and then also wanting to be better, I just had bigger dreams. Um, and I'm also grateful that something that's always stuck with me is that you can do anything you set your mind to. And I didn't really understand or know that to be true when I was a kid, but I very much understand it now that you really can do anything you set your mind to. It doesn't always mean necessarily like if I'm like, I'm not a tall person, but if I want to be a, an elite basketball player, that's probably not true, but I can get pretty damn good if I set my mind to it. And I spend time practicing, like I'm talking 10 years. If I really wanted something, I could do it. Um, so all the lessons from as a kid, I also grew up in a little bit of a very, it was actually, although it wasn't always bad, there was definitely a lot of violence growing up. So I was being, being the eldest sister, the oldest sibling, actually, I ended up being a parent <laughs> somewhat, yeah. um, sort of taking over the role of, well, as a kid, you just take responsibility. You know, I think that's just an eldest sibling thing in general, but to be in a place where it didn't feel safe, um, I immediately took responsibility and became, you know, the caring, the carer. And I would always be watching out for the younger siblings more than myself. So I, at a young age, built confidence in places when I probably shouldn't have in ways that I shouldn't have. And that also came from like, that also built a tough shell around me as well. So part of me really um, learning about myself growing up, I was a bit of a, a tough love approach. I was a bit brutal, but I was also like the mum, the responsibility the person that was like taking care of you but I'm going to give you the tough love that you need as well so that's where I look at when I'm coaching other women at the same time a lot of them just need sometimes that really honest truth I don't want to tell people what they want to hear I'm going to I mean yeah like what they want to hear I'm actually going to tell them what they need to hear oh, and yeah. that's the advice I needed the whole time when I went through my weight gain journey when I moved place back houses when I felt like I was really in a victim mindset and I was complaining all the time and I couldn't get change and I couldn't get the results I wanted and I wasn't doing anything in my life and I was feeling frustrated stuck and depressed and down someone came up and was like stop complaining or make a change and like that simple sentence was so brutally honest at a point where I was feeling down and complaining about something, but it was so true and so relevant to what I needed at the time. Um, and I went through a phase where I was really struggling for guidance. I didn't have the support. I didn't know where to look. And I guess coaching wasn't necessarily in my awareness or realm at the time. And it's definitely much bigger now, but a few years back, I didn't have that. And being, then moving away from my environment took me completely out away from my friends, away from my family, away from the places I grew up. So again, I was kind of in a state of where I was a little bit like I was exploring, I was traveling, I was, I didn't really have any external influences and nobody really knew me. So I got to be myself 
at like my whole self like it, I did not care what others thought of me because I was like I don't know anyone here I'm like no one knows me so I guess I got to really explore who I was in that process and I felt like I was very alone in the process um, but through that frustration really brought this passion because once I did sort of ground myself a little bit I got to learn about myself and I lost weight I created curiosity around that and then also because I always wanted better for myself I was like I want to understand and learn I want to understand and learn how to lose weight how does the body work like I've got no support here the best thing I could do is actually understand how fat loss works at the time that was literally my motive um, and then I fell into podcasts and I randomly was listening to one about minimalism it was so strange. I was like, that started my journey because it was all about like I was seeking happiness and it was more about like minimalism is like being happy with less, like having nothing and still being happy. So it was a lot of mindset stuff around that. I found those perspectives so interesting and I would, I don't even think if I'd ever moved out of, if I hadn't moved away from where I was, I don't think I would have even found that podcast and I probably wouldn't have been as open to those, to that mindset shift that had come along with all of that. So, um, and, growing up and the self-awareness piece like I feel like in the past couple of years I've had the biggest shifts and just learned so much about myself that it's just been so fucking freeing so freeing to understand how I work to understand I'm a direct communicator and the way that I love people communicating to me is the way I also communicate back so if someone comes to me with a tough love honest it's sometimes brutally honest approach I appreciate that I appreciate honesty. Just tell me straight up how it is and I'm more likely to take that in. I don't really want the fluff. I don't, you don't need to soften it or send me love hearts and next nose to like make it sound nice. Like I'm okay. You just tell me straight up what you're thinking or what you want or what the problem is or how, like show me my blind spots. Like <laughs> I'm like, if there's something you can teach me that's going to better me or help me in whatever I'm trying to do, just straight up tell me, don't fluff around. Um, and so I end up being that person for others and something I've, I've only recently learned that because it's quite confronting. Not many people, specifically women, can handle that. And I worked in a lot of jobs in construction industry where men could handle me. They don't take mm. things personally. They, it's a very masculine thing for them to like, they're so aggressive and then they just get over it. It's, it's very interesting <laughs> when you work in that realm. It's Yeah, they, don't, they get over things very quickly. There's no like emotion tied to it. So I guess I learned a lot in that. And then working with women, I was almost very intimidated to be myself. I caught myself biting my tongue and not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings. Yet I follow these coaches and I follow all these other business women or I love it when people are direct. And anyone that's direct or that's just like speaking the truth or just are themselves, like I admire that so much. And here I am hiding it. I'm hiding my direct communication when actually, in fact, it's something I admire in others and it's actually one of my superpowers. In saying that, it can be brutal. So I do need to know when they're, because some people are more emotional and some people are more logical. So me being a logical, direct, structures and systems orientated person, to understand that about myself is also understanding other people aren't always like that. So if you can pick that in someone, then it allows me to like maybe rethink the, my discussions or rethink the way that I speak depending on the type of conversations and that, like with sisterhood, for example, me and Laura are polar opposites. My business partner and best friend, Laura, we could not be more opposite. And it is insane because without her, I wouldn't have learned this and she wouldn't have learned the things about herself that she knows as well. But she's much more emotional. And the fact that I speak so directly triggers the fuck out of her all the time. 
and she said it she said it she's like you know I'm much better at it now but I love people I love direct communication but I know that it actually triggers me like when I say something straight up and honest to her it like upsets her in other words like it makes her feel uncomfortable because she's not a very direct communicator um Mm. I just go out and ask for what I want and I'm easy to talk to people but I'll be very just direct and open whereas you'll find with Laura she'll often start conversations she'll build a relationship she'll get talking and get to know you and it's so beautiful because we wouldn't have been friends if it wasn't for her like and because of that if she wasn't open to making me feel safe and starting a conversation and getting to know me we wouldn't be where we are whereas if I was in her position I would have just been like let's start a business like straight away just would have been straight up do you want to do this like I love what you're about do you want to do it um so it was quite beautiful and we um yeah, we met at a cafe. We were sitting like at tables next to each other. She overheard my conversation with a client one day, um, just like a Zoom call client. And then after the call, she was like, oh, so curious. She just leant over and was like, oh, I just couldn't help it over here. Like, what do you do? And we got chatting about that. And yeah, we connected from there and we talked a little bit about it. But then we didn't talk for like six months, seven months. We had each other on socials. We sort of saw each other around. We bumped into each other like seven months later, eight months later. Um, we saw each other at the cafe and caught up for coffee finally. And then she's like, look, I've got this business idea. I need a trainer. So this whole business actually started because she had an idea and I was going to come in and help her. And I was like, sweet, sure. Yeah, I can do that. And then as we spoke, we just blossomed this really big idea. I was craving community. I'm, I'm being a little bit more of an introvert and being a little bit more of an introvert and a I guess, self-led. I'm very self-led and very independent and, you know, need no, I don't need anybody. <laughs> um, I ended up craving a community of people that were like me because I felt very disconnected from the people that I had at home now. I'd moved and changed and grown and it's not a bad thing. There's definitely seasons of life where you shed friendships and you probably would have experienced that too as you've grown, your friendships have changed and people have, um, you've just sort of, it just ends up distancing and it's not a bad thing. But yeah, so that was all happening. And I was like, I actually don't know how to, like, I don't have conversations with anyone that at my level, like I can't, I'm with clients a lot. I'm with teaching people a lot. I've got my beautiful partner, but he's not interested in the conversations as much as I am. So Mm -hmm. seeking community, we got chatting about it. And now I've, I'm apparently known as one of the best manifestors ever because everything that I say, I manifest. So apparently I've just manifested this women's community of like-minded women. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize I was doing any of these things but the beauty of all of that was the self-awareness piece and to learn more about yourself and if I haven't had someone that was complete opposite to me I wouldn't be learning all of the stuff that I've learned and we wouldn't have built what we've built because we've got two polar opposite um, personality types two polar opposite like perspectives and in so many cases I'll say something and suggest an idea and she'll come back to me with something I had never even thought about or considered yeah a perspective or even something from an emotional sense because I'm so logical I get caught up in the logic and the structure she's just like yeah but hey what about this so it's been a really incredible journey and I've learned so so much in the past just couple years through running the business than I did at the start the start was probably more about getting started like just doing the thing just Mm. figuring out the systems like a lot more structure and process and what that what I wanted that to look like and so much time spent on trying like programs and systems and coaching methods and platforms and oh my god yeah so much learning so much learning in the first few years 
now yeah. my life is completely changed. I think I've changed as a person. I think that you you could probably say the same. And I saw that with AWPT, your business, like you made six figures in the first six months. Like that's astonishing. I think that's incredibly, that's really cool. And I want to know if you changed in that period of time as well. Do you feel like from the start, like I don't, yeah, did you change as a person in those first six months as well? A thousand percent. So like I resonate with so much. You were just talking about your story. Like I had to like keep my excitement and like, like bite my tongue. Yeah. I wanted to like, yeah, I wanted to like say, oh my God, yes, me too, me too, me too. With a lot of those things, because like, I definitely, I did the travel, I moved into state, you know, I, there wasn't any like violence or anything. I didn't have to like parent my sibling or anything like that. But, um, a lot of things in there, I, I totally resonated with, I resonated with the direct speech, like my, like the first course I could even say like AWPT, it was like, you know, I'd done so much learning. Like I'd been to university for five years. I'd done other courses through industry leaders and things like that. And I was like, why is everyone fluffing about? Like, let's just say the thing in the most simple way that people can understand. Like, why are we trying to make ourselves sound smart by using certain language? Or why are we going into like, okay, like the mechanisms of things, I get that's important, but like, how does this, like, how do I use this? How do I apply this as a coach? You know what I mean? So a lot of things in there, like really, really resonated and, you know, yeah, I I posted, you know, our, our course did really well within the first six months, but what I didn't say was like the years before that, that I was building an online community, I was providing value for my community and for my audience. And so, just like you, you know, it was a lot of hustle. It was a lot of like hours and hours that the laptop probably more than I even needed to be um, in those first couple of months. And like literally I would say right at the very start of that, so a couple of months into doing that, I went through the worst breakup of my life. And Mm. anyone who's been through a difficult breakup knows how much like it can make or break you really. And it it broke me, like it broke me for a long time. And that's, Mm. you know, not the only time that I focus on my personal development, but it does make you look at certain things within yourself. So it's funny when you were talking about like I, I listened to this podcast, like there was a podcast when I moved to Melbourne when I was much younger um there was this podcast that I found that was my first ever like personal development podcast that I listened to and things like that but like that makes you look at yourself when you're in like an unhealthy relationship that you're the only one who sees that it's unhealthy until it actually ends Mm -hmm. and you're blaming yourself for everything and you're looking at like where can I take responsibility and actually like what's wrong with me and what did I do and it's like actually it wasn't your fault or wasn't all of your fault um it it does it makes you look at certain things and whenever I don't know something I want to find out about it so if I'm like I don't understand this like why is this happening it's like I'm gonna go and find out to understand it and you know that's important to understand it logically but then also there's the other side of things where it's like some things you just can't logic some things you just and it's it's like our minds are just like, but why? Like we can, like it, we can figure it out. And sometimes it's just like, there's no reason why. Yeah. Sometimes it's- asking why is makes it worse. 
And sometimes it's not that fucking deep. It is what it is. Sometimes people are shit. Sometimes it's shit situations. End of story. All right, move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> it's like such a trend on Instagram at the moment. It's like the lesson that I learned from going to the shops today, like everything's a <laughs> lesson. And it's like, like I get it. Like I 100% yeah. think there are lessons to be learned. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just like, sometimes the lesson is to just let go and to not try and control what Mm. the outcome is. And so um, I love that you were talking about with your business partner, how different you are, because it's, it's, it's not like a, like, it's not like it's a mirror, but it's like showing you that you can have disagreements with someone very close to you. Like you can be different from someone and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person or the way that they do Uh it is wrong. It's Uh actually really nice and balancing it. And it's also like, well, you don't want two of you. Like I feel like Uh my last relationship was two of me. It was like two very driven, ambitious, you Uh know, forward kind of people, but that didn't work. Yeah. So like with my partner now, he's a lot more relaxed, a lot more chill, and he's like helped me like ground myself in my nervous system. And it's like, we still have disagreements about certain things because, you know, he is actually quite logical. And I, I've sort of swayed the other way where I'm a bit more like, it's not all logic, like there's emotions there too. And so I guess that's something that I have transitioned over Mm -hmm. time since when I first started was, yes, it was very hustle. It was very logical. It was very like, got to do all these things. This is the most important thing in in the world and almost like scarcity around it. Like I could lose this at any point. Whereas now I'm a lot more solid in myself and I understand, okay, you know, if I don't make as much money one month, it's not the end of the world because I know in myself, I have self-trust and I can, I can bring it back. You know, I I get, yeah, I get to choose. And so it's awesome to like, to have those, though like or like with your business partner it's like it's like a reflection back to you and it's like she's strong where maybe you're not so much like she helped you know you wanted the community and and mm-hmm. that emotional connection really fosters like a community especially within women and i felt the same i felt you know i struggled a lot to connect with women like I felt like with men it was so much easier because it was like no bullshit and things like that and so really like building this business for women and with women and you know especially my mentor as well she is very neuroscience sorry my I don't know if you heard that but my um thing's ringing but um my mentor as well like she's very neuroscience backed and based and so with her you know, learning through her as well. It's about, well, learning about systems, learning about emotions, learning about, you know, how to really connect with people and, you know, build an incredible community of women, which, you know, you're doing the same thing, which is really awesome. And I think, you know, it's really, really being needed because I feel like a lot of women almost compare themselves. And when you compare yourself to someone, you're actually distancing yourself from them because you're like, oh, they're different to me or I don't have that. Whereas it's like, but we're all amazing. We've all got these different traits. You know, we don't have to be the same for this to work in harmony. You know, like with your business, it's very much like you've got, you need that structure. You need that, like that backbone, that the processes that's business. 
Like you yeah. have to have that with business. But then there is also like the human side of things as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Absolutely. I think that's really beautiful. And, yeah, um, and that's quite funny that you said your partner's almost the opposite to you because same. So my business partner's the opposite to me and my partner's the opposite to me. <laughs> but you don't want um, the same. <laughs> like, no, yeah, but it works. So we could not be more opposite. And like me and both of my relationships could not be more opposite, but it works so well because you're right, it's grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, my partner's able to handle my bluntness, my directness. Like, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, I'm blunt, but at least I'm honest. But he And he can hold that. He can handle that and he can give it back if, yeah. Like he's just so grounding and so calm. Um, mm. So if I ever feel like I'm in that fight or flight, the fact that he just doesn't react, he doesn't, he's got this incredible, like he's a fucking Buddha. That's what he is. I don't know. He's a monk <laughs> of some kind. But um, yeah. So he's fine. Yeah. Super grounding. And maybe it's, yeah, it's a guy thing, right? I think. Or like intuitive, people- right? Like not like, like for me, it's been very much like I need to learn. I need to understand, you know, I need to apply. Whereas for him, it just comes naturally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they're just doing things they like, right? He's yeah. just following, like, he's just like, I don't like that. And he's just okay with himself not liking something. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like he never really, admittedly, he's dabbling. Obviously, he's learning through me a little bit, but he's not really questioning everything all the fucking time. And I think with my self-development journey, going through that place of, like, seeking happiness. And now, mm-hmm. after listening to a few more podcasts and a few other things, I heard a quote that was like fuck happiness like just for a second stop focusing so much on how to be happy because all you're doing is telling yourself how unhappy you are like it's the same with reasoning like every time you're searching for a reason for something you're always trying to find answers and if you don't find the answer it's just like it's not meeting your expectations and then the more that you're sitting there pondering it's just wasting time and energy on things sometimes it's actually better not to ask the question not to have a why not to go that deep and funnily enough half the time in hindsight you find out later on the the why or what you know things happen for a reason but yeah it's funny that I've attracted both opposites in my life and I learned so much from both of them Mm. Um, and I'm also surrounded by people who pull me up on my shit they pull me up on my blind spots like Laura is such a beautiful feminine and I can the fact that we get so we're so different but the only reason business does so well is because we talk so openly we have hard conversations we speak about things we don't want to speak about and it's about things that are triggering us. It's about our fears. It's about we went into business saying we're scared of going in business together. We brought that fear up before we even started because to work with someone means that you're working with someone. You're It's easy when you run your own business. You have no one to answer to, no one to check in on, no one to – like you just make decisions based on the things that you like. And now you're running a business where you're splitting it 50-50 where they have to like it, you have to like it, and you have to agree on things even if you don't agree on things, you have to come to terms. So it's really interesting to run a business dynamic like that. But the only reason we are doing like well in business and that we work so well together is because we openly have conversations without judgment. We like I can come to her with things that bother me about her and she will openly like be there to discuss it. And I'll also be like, look, I don't know where this is coming up in my world. I think it's from this, this, and this. But when you do this, this thing upsets me. So I'm just trying to figure out and navigate how, like I'm trying to, how can I best navigate it? And she asks me the question, like, what do you need? We ask each other that question all the time. Mm. Like, what do you need right now? Um, but it's bringing awareness to your triggers, your traumas, your all the blind spots. And she brings it up for me too when she recognizes like patterns that aren't serving me. She'll just tell me in the best way possible. Um, but because we are both open to that. We're open to feedback and open to growing. 
And we know that all of that discomfort in those conversations that are really scary that you probably wouldn't want to have with a friend because you don't want to hurt their feelings. They're the conversations that make the friendship like stronger. And I want to be surrounded by people that pull me up on my shit that can hold me in like if I am stressed, upset or happy or excited or I have a win or a revelation, like I want to be able to have those conversations as well. So I want people at my level that can I can share that with. And it's the only reason that the relationships I have work so well is because they can hold me and they also, they can handle my bluntness, my directness and teach me as well. Yeah. There so, is a level of, there is a level of personal development that comes with that. Like that's absolutely. not, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to give you like an external reflection now. It's like, that's not something that's, that's common with a yeah. lot of people that you see in society. Like you did a beautiful reel the other day, which I absolutely loved. And you, it is like a lot of dropping of the ego has to happen for you to be able to hold uh, what someone else is reflecting to you and having that level of self-awareness. You can know when okay, potentially that's a projection from that person or project potentially like I'm projecting some of my stuff into this relationship, but having that awareness and doing that work, you can actually pick up on that, Yeah, which is so important. So like hats off to you guys. It sounds like you've built an absolutely incredible, beautiful relationship. Like the way you spoke about that, I was almost like, yeah, like I do that with my partner. What do you need right now? Like (laughs) all that kind of stuff, which you know, those skills are really important to have as a human being. And, you know, you were saying, you were talking about happiness before and a hundred percent, like a lot of people are trying to fake it, yeah. you know, think positive thoughts, like, and, and, you know, happiness yeah. all the time. And it's like, it's not the reality of life. Like we only have so much control over the situations that happen in our life. And mm-hmm. I really look now at suffering my own suffering as being like the thing that's going to help me evolve the most. So I don't go fuck like I'm suffering right now or I'm feeling this way about something or like something's not great at the moment. I want to try and get out of it straight away. It's like, well, how can I hold awareness with this feeling that I have with these emotions that I'm having and trust that they are serving my highest good and are leading me to something better um so a hundred percent I totally agree with you on the happiness thing it's like happiness all the time that that sounds exhausting and also you know I feel like when you numb yourself to certain emotions so like if you're trying to potentially be happy all the time and numb yourself for the bad emotions you also limit your ability to experience like not just happiness but like pure bliss as well because everything's on a spectrum you know, speaking mm. about like, you know, the logic versus emotional spectrum, you know, masculine versus feminine, all the, yeah. everything is on a spectrum. And so if you are only living on one side of the spectrum and you're like, I only just want to be happy, it's like, and you numb yourself to this side of it, it's like, you don't even know how far you can go along the other end of the spectrum. Absolutely. So it's, it's like, how much can you hold? Like what, what is your capacity? Yeah. and and being safe in that being safe in in the emotions because everyone is well we we have all the emotion every single person has all the emotions you have anger to happiness so you need to be okay with all the emotions and knowing that it's a human experience by shutting them out you're trying to pretend that you're not human Mm. and when we say like 
pretending to be happy all the time as well. It's something that we really promote in sisterhood is that you can come on your bad days, come Mm. to sisterhood. Like we do our movement sessions every week. And we're like, even on your bad days, we want to encourage you to show up as yourself. If you're not feeling good that day, amazing. You let us know. We'll probably know when you rock up that you're not in the mood and that's perfect. You're not judged for having a bad day. You're not judged for feeling tired. You're not judged for being moody because you've got your period or you're going through a rough patch. You are not loved any less because you're Mm. having a bad day. And we promote that hugely through sisterhood because it's just, it's like when we feel bad or not ourselves or you can't be your excited bubbly self, you feel like you're not worthy of being around people. You feel like you're not worthy of, I mean, it depends on whether you need, you want people around, but you'd be surprised at how much the support from other people when you're accepted, even on your bad days, it's, it's building that self-love as well. And when Blake came into my life, I don't think, like, I did not know how to love myself. I was definitely in that self-hate and guilt and shame cycle there but he taught Mm. me so sometimes you need to learn self-love through other people like other people can teach you how to love yourself purely just from accepting you the way you are and and just like watching other people do it you can learn through other people if you don't know how to do it yourself yet Mm. so it's a big part like you don't have to be happy all the time because if you were happy all the time I'm I'm more worried about people that are happy all the time. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> what are you hiding? What's the motive? Like, what are you on? Yeah. Because it's not normal to be like that all the time. And I guess yeah. for me, my face says a lot too. So if I'm not happy or if I'm not in the mood, you like, I'm pretty honest about my, the way that I feel. I won't fake, fake mm. it. And I don't want to, and if you're sitting there and someone's upset or moody or that, you know, I don't know, the waitress wasn't super polite or she seemed blunt to you, don't make it about you. Like, <laughs> It's not, yeah. it's not about you. She's having a bad day. So just because yeah. she was blunt doesn't mean that it has to be about you now. It's not because she doesn't like you. It's not because of the way you look or your hair or something you said. She's just simply probably not having a good day and that's not your problem. We make everything about us. Like, oh, she's really upset. It must have been something that I'd done. It must have been yeah. something said. Very like, self-absorbed. <laughs> you haven't spoken to her in a week. Like, you've done nothing. Like, you're fine. Some people yes. through stuff. And that's where the question, like, what do you need is, it actually can be really hard when you've never been asked that before. You're like, I don't actually know. And if you don't know what you need, you cannot expect anybody else in your world to know what you need. Like, mm. if I'm sitting here, like, wishing that someone would fix my problems and that my partner's supposed to know when I'm having a bad day or that I'm emotional. It is not his job nor his responsibility to figure out when I'm having a bad day, to figure out that I'm not feeling good and to know how to fix my problem or what I need in that moment. I'm the Mm -hmm. only one that knows what I need. And if I don't know, then how is anybody going to help me? And you can't help anybody else. If you don't know how to help someone, it's probably because they don't know how to help themselves. So you can't expect like, yeah, we make it all about ourselves. Just take radical responsibility. And when you have that self-awareness, you also, yeah, you see it in other people. You know, when other people are having an emotional reaction or like something's triggered them or they're in a bad mood, you know, it's not about you and you just let it go. You're like, if it's a friend, you offer an, an ear or some support. Other than that, you just like let it go and go, oh, that's not my problem. And funnily enough, I learned that from my partner, Blake, because he's not a super emotional person. And things that I would get emotional about, he's like, but is that your problem? Sounds like a them problem. And I was like, you're so right. Why is it my problem all of a sudden? And that comes from that also, that, that inner child wound of wanting to fix people, to keep people happy, to keep people safe. Because, you know, if things, people weren't happy or things, yeah, if people weren't happy, then it meant an unsafe. So mm. 
there's that protection in there. So I've ha- I've actually had to learn not to fix people and just to be okay with people being angry and people being in a mood and not making it about me. Just create a safe space for them to be angry or to be upset. Like just don't, yeah, don't make them feel weird about it. <laughs> that's a huge thing as a coach. Like that's a really good point because oftentimes, and I've definitely been guilty of this, is like if my client isn't making progress, I make mm. it about me. Like, oh my God, I must yeah. be a shit coach. I'm not doing the right thing. Whereas it's like, and I would always try to fix it. And it was like, you know, sometimes people don't need you to fix their problems for them. Sometimes yeah. they just need you to to be there to hold you. Like yeah. sometimes, you know, just adding another layer onto what you were talking about needs, like sometimes we don't even fucking know what we need. Yeah. Sometimes like, sometimes we just, we know what we want. Like everyone kind of knows what they want, but they don't really know what they need always. And so it's like just letting almost life happen and be like, you know, uh, you know, something shit happens. It's like, I didn't need that, but like, actually I did to make me into the person that I meant to be for the thing that I want. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's like a lot of the times with manifesting and things like that, it's like you ask for, you know, I've heard a quote on this before, but you ask for patience. Do you think like the universe or whatever is going to give you patience or do you think the universe is going to send someone to test your patience so that you can then build patience? You know what I mean? And, you know, you were saying you're talking about how we make bad things mean something and what that does is it adds an extra layer to the suffering rather than just being in our suffering being in our bad mood and being like okay it is what it is we go oh this must mean this or this must mean this and then you add an extra layer to it rather than just letting it be what it is Mm -hmm. letting it flow through you Mm -hmm. and then you know being okay again it's like it's that resistance and that control of like something must be wrong. I need to figure it out. Like all that kind of stuff that just yeah. leads to even more, like yeah. more suffering essentially. Yeah. And that's where coming, like that's where working with men really helped because they'd have a shit job. They go off their heads. They're like, oh, it's just a shit job. Moved on. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, it, it's a shit job because I don't understand the process or I need to go and learn this thing. And if I, understand more or if I wasn't so resistant at doing this course if I got along with this person or if this person didn't trigger my inner child when I was sitting there like analyzing all the specific little details of why we're slightly triggered and the blokes are like ah shit job all right moving on you get you get those on the shit jobs essentially so hearing the attitude where they can blow up at each other hearing the attitude where they it's just the job Mm. and I think it's so basic and I sit there and I listen to this mindset and I'm just like it's really it really is that simple sometimes it really is like life can be simple and I I love self-development I love doing that inner child work and I I fucking love being triggered because it makes me feel like that next level I just understand myself again and the more I understand myself the more free and more powerful I feel within myself because I just love myself more and more and more that more that I learn um and you have like you mentioned before I become you become so solid in yourself and in that self-trust when you have more self-trust, you can do more things. Like you have more confidence in starting your business and things like that. But I like I don't I love all of that, but it really can be that simple. And I think we do overthink it a lot. And we were also speaking about like just asking the question around like what do you need? Ask yourself that question or ask others that question. 
just practice saying that more and more and more and eventually you'll start getting really good at answering that and you'll learn more about what you need when you are going through a stressful time or your friend is going through a stressful time and you don't know what to do or say say what do you need and just Mm -hmm. it helps them more than it'll probably help you one you can actually serve them if they know what they need you can serve them in a way that's going to actually help them and sometimes they just say I don't need anything I just need someone to talk to Mm. and me and Laura have that all the time she's like right now I just she'll either say I'm seeking advice or feedback or I need help navigating this or she's like I just really need to vent right now Mm. and that's just clear instructions as to what she needs from me and vice versa but by asking that question it when they ask you that you're like it it just pushes you back into like your body into you like what do you need and you rather than stressing about some external situation you're like "Uh, I'll get back to you on that but the more you get asked that question the more you have answers and sometimes it's nothing just to vent and other times it's like yeah I actually need like I, I want to, I need a friend, like I need someone to talk to, or I need some advice, or it could be something really physical and practical. Like I need this job done sort of thing, or I need help doing this one thing, but you'll start to learn what you need in those situations. Mm. When you seek clarity, funnily enough, you rely less on others because you know what you need in those moments. And then that's where the direct communication comes from as well. And just asking for help. Don't get to that point where you're like, in breakdown mode like you'll be like what do I need in this moment oh I need this I'm just gonna go ask my friend or ask my partner or speak to my coach and like you know what you need and that yeah another level of self-awareness through that so just asking yourself the question but asking others the question is a really great practice piece to learn your needs like to learn what you need in those moments of stress and and stuff like that yeah and, and that really as well like it can avoid, you can avoid a lot of conflict through just asking that simple question because otherwise you're just projecting what you would need in that situation into what you think that they would need. Mm. So like, this is a, this is a really stupid analogy to that. But like, for example, for me, if I'm sick, like if I'm throwing up or something, I'm like, no one come near me. Like I need to be alone, like kind of thing. When someone else is sick, I'm, I assume that I'm like, they just want to be left alone, but some people need someone there for them. They want them to hold Mm -hmm. their hair or like to, to be there. So it's like, it's almost like just because that's what you would want. Like, you know, you would want someone to give you advice in that situation. Maybe they don't want advice and that just escalates everything because it's like, you're not even listening to me. You don't even understand or anything like that. Yeah. So it can honestly, it can honestly like save a lot of like trying to guess in a lot of situations. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's the same as my partner. Me and my partner are the opposite in some ways. And he's very much like when I'm upset, he thinks that I should be left alone. Mm. And now he's learned to ask me the question because sometimes I don't want to be left alone. Sometimes I want to hug and I do yeah. want to complain and I do want to vent. It's like I'm value communication. I'm a big communicator and speaking simply just helps me clear my thoughts so much like I answer my own questions as I speak (laughs) so sometimes I just need him there and he just needs to like yeah be there but the funny thing is I know he can hold that too so sometimes you don't want to come into a friendship and just emotionally dump on people so there is like Laura and I have built a relationship where we know when it's too much and we also speak up we're like I actually can't I don't have the space right now or other times she's like I really like yeah like I've got the space like you ask for permission essentially be like I really need to vent right now and I hope that's okay um Mm. but we've built a relationship where we know each other well enough and we're so close and same as me and my partner but if you're not close enough to someone it's probably worth asking the question because some people 
if they've got really respectful boundaries, they might say, hey, I don't have time right now to listen to this voice message or I don't have the space or capacity to help you just yet, but leave it with me and I'll get back to you and don't be triggered by it. Like respect the boundaries, which it can be feel really triggered because you can feel really alone in those moments. But that's why sometimes it's best to express what you need and they need to express what they need in that moment too because you never know what someone else is going through. You never know. Yeah, you just never know. They could be going through shit as well and sometimes you can bond, not bond over it, but you can, um, it could be the perfect conversation that you both need, but other times they might not have the space for it either. It depends on the relationship dynamic. Yeah. And and building those like longer-term relationships, you can start to see or you can start to notice patterns and know what those people need just intuitively a little bit more, yeah. um, you know, because at the f- the first couple of times you're going to see, well, okay, well, that didn't work. And like mm. me going to them when they're in that heightened state didn't work. You know, I need to let them be alone for a little bit and then go, or, you know, they want me to go to them straight away. And you can start mm. to to notice those things like, you know, with your partner, with your business partner, all those kind of stuff. So it's really important. Like essentially, you know, all human beings want is to connect. Like we want Mm -hmm. to connect, but sometimes that doesn't feel safe and noticing like the different parts in other people's systems. First of all, there's no way you can do that if you don't know yourself, but noticing the different parts in other people's systems, you can kind of start to see, and this is something that in, uh, in our conscious coach course that I go through is like, there are actually specific antidotes that you can apply to different parts of people's systems when you notice Mm. them, which Mm. is really, really cool. Like, for example, if someone's angry, acknowledge their anger. Like if they're feeling like, okay, I can see you're really angry right now. Watch them just go. Right. Like, and we were talking about boundaries before, like, you know, if someone's in that fight mode, it's like they're trying to create safety through pushing something away. Like they're trying to mm. push something away because they don't feel safe. So if you respect their boundary, then that's that's going to immediately just drop that activation in the system. The same goes for fight, fleet, uh, sorry, f- flight, freeze, and then we have two others collapse and attach. So it's really cool to kind of see, you know, when you apply the right antidotes, you understand people's systems, you understand your own system. It's really cool what can happen and how quickly you build relationships and how deeply you can also build relationships with that too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you, like you learn about sort of their trauma responses as well, like there's like distraction and procrastination, but then there's also like people sort of, um, like one of the reactions is that people go inwards and quiet mm. or they could start reacting and getting angry. Like all of those are responses to a trigger as well. When you recognize that in other people, it's only because you recognize it in yourself, which I would love to talk about because I think in earlier on in my days, like this is all like, doesn't make sense. Like, what do you mean? I need to know myself. Where do I start that journey? And yeah. I, if I could give any advice to my younger self, one, it's not drink so much, but two, <laughs> But two, it's like get to know yourself. And by know yourself, I mean look back through your trauma is essentially what I needed. Like look back through how things are upsetting you now because of how unsafe you felt back then. Yeah. Um, So understanding how your childhood. So maybe, yeah, maybe even just starting podcasts is probably the best way I could describe it. 
but for someone who's so resistant to looking or going there it's actually really hard to teach so when you see it playing out for example family members are really hard one because they're so close and so dear to you and when you see things playing out I understand why I get it but to be able to go and tell them what to do to fix it it's they're not here to hear it they're not I mean I would be I'd be like if someone could fucking take the problems away amazing tell me how to do it it's not how it works but I'm always open to that and I always have been because I always want to be better I always want to just yeah I almost like want to if I can become the best version of myself then I can do more with my life. That's how I see it. So mm. to see how would you perhaps get someone started on that journey? Like how could you describe like learning about yourself and self-development and where would you start that journey? Where did you start your journey perhaps? Well, um, I would say that, and this probably goes into like, I wouldn't say like I wouldn't call it trauma I would call it more like wounding because I don't like some people have like real trauma but like I never really had like real real trauma yeah. um but it goes back to like my things with my dad like it's always a daddy thing yeah. right yeah, because yeah. And for women that's especially important because you yeah. know our father is our first love essentially of the male yeah. um and for for boys like the first love is is their mother and then we start to separate in in adulthood and things like that Um, but essentially like my dad was always like pushing me to be not, I don't want to say pushing, I would say more encouraging, supporting me to be very like successful from a young age. So it was always like, um, you got to be the best, like, cause he was the same with him. I can see it now within his system. He was always like, I got to be the best. You know, he was the youngest of three children and, you know, he Mm -hmm. wanted to be seen and all that kind of stuff. So it goes generationally through generations, but, um, um, I guess it kind of started from there. Like he, he was, ah. when I say he was doing personal development, I wouldn't necessarily call it like proper personal development. Like he was doing Tony Robbins type of stuff, which is not like, better. it's like very fight. It's like very yeah. fight response. It's not really from a place of self. Um, it's like, do just do the thing and like get it done. And, and for some people, like, great amazing that works but for some it doesn't like it's very high activation which we know we can't live there we can't stay there so we need to come back to regulation and actually like build that self-trust and self-confidence um but you know I was always very competitive I was always like got to be the best you know got to win at this got to like be smart academic sports like all the things um and I guess that had a really big influence on me wanting to improve and wanting to be better and like taking constructive feedback and taking constructive criticism and things like that mm. um but then like you know probably as I got older it was almost like it was almost like I was doing it out of validation yeah. out of trying to get love from my dad but like with other men potentially as well so with my partner now he's very much like I don't care about your success in your business like he does but like he supports me with it but he's like that's not why I'm with you I'm not with you because of that I'm not with you because um you've done all these things or you make a lot of money or like any of this I'm with you because of who you are and I love you because of who you are and like that's the first time anyone's really said that to me Mm -hmm. like you know instead of like you know he calls me beautiful and things like that but you know instead of like you're pretty or you're smart or like all these things it's just like just you 
like just you. And um, that I think has been like one of the biggest reflections for me, like on my personal development journey is just honestly being in the relationship with him and seeing almost how triggered I was being in a safe relationship like that. Cause I was always trying to prove, always trying to like be better, always trying to like get love, get validation. Whereas like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be any of that, like Mm -hmm. for him to love me, which is, and has been like really beautiful. So Mm. it's refreshing. Hey, I experienced the same thing. Who are you when you strip all of it away? Strip Mm. your job away, strip your money away, strip whatever projects you're working on, your Instagram, your labels, your whatever. Mm. Like if you were just the fly on a wall, (laughs) no one knew who you were, yeah strip all of it away and then they love you for that and who are you like do you love you for that and I think it can be really hard to love that side of you because we tie so many things to that external validation and I noticed that girl it's just you know the older you get the less you give a fuck so (laughs) like I just wish I knew this in my 20s but and in high school like it's just you're so focused on your friendship groups you're so focused and there's a lot of bullshit going on through social media and schools and kids nowadays too I get that but they're so focused on the way they look they're so focused on impressing their peers and yeah it's a human instinct to try and fit in but at the same time it's just so fucking toxic and I wish I knew more when I was younger and I'm quite stubborn so I've always been had fairly strong morals um so I never necessarily went with the crowd if it didn't feel good I never did anything I didn't want to do but I found myself like dressing or speaking or doing certain things like going to parties and stuff that I probably didn't want to go to, but I didn't know how to discern the difference back then. It was just like an expectation of something that you did. So I guess being younger and in school, it's your whole world, but I, I can't help. But what frustrates me the most is that the older I get, the less I care about what other people think. And I just, wish there was a way to have that process start sooner and earlier and we spoke about this in the masterclass and it's like how we are becoming more conscious there's way more information on social media and there's way more podcasts and free resources and books and things for people to start learning earlier but you like I didn't we didn't know any better like that external validation like we didn't know any better then and it's probably worse than ever now but it's it's quite literally just with age comes wisdom like that's a lot of it's just come down to knowing yourself learning the more you learn about yourself the less you care about other people it's so interesting yeah um it's funny that you brought up about the master class because that was something like you asked a question like how yeah. do we how do we do that and I think I, I maybe didn't finish answering the question that you had before um which was oh now I've forgotten it anyway how did did you start your self-development journey yeah I thought there was something else on that as well but anyway it'll probably come to me as I speak but you asked how do we like oh that's what it was it was like how do you like with your family and things like that how do you start helping someone else yeah and I actually don't think you can force someone to change you can't force anyone to start personal development to take a course to like start looking at themselves the only thing that you can do is lead by example and be a guide for them. So mm. say, for example, someone's listening listening to this and you're on your own journey and you wish your partner would. It's like 
one person can change a relationship dynamic. And if you start to embody the qualities that you want to see in them, they're going to see how much growth that you're going through. They're going to want to be a part of that because if they love you and if they're connected to you, they're going to want to be a part of that. Mm. And if they don't, they might just fall away. Mm, so that's okay too. Yeah. And, and that's totally okay. Like, you know, I, I did this thing, right? Like <laughs> the story of my dad. I got to a point where I started feeling superior to my dad because I was doing my personal development and he was, he was giving me like, to be fair, giving me praise for it being like, oh, the student has become the master and like all this kind yeah. of stuff. And you're way more intelligent than me now. And you're way more successful than I was and da, 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 which, you know, makes you feel a warm and fuzzy inside. But also I was yeah. like, do you know what dad? Oh, I've got goosebumps. I was like, but you, you helped me. Like you created me. So actually it's not me, it's you. Like, and I just gave him back that like kind of credit as well. Um, and what I was doing, I've done a little bit of work with like, it's called family constellations where it's like looking at generations and like mm. wounding and trauma that comes down the line and things. And I was actually, because the partner that you attract is going to be similar to your father, right? Like it's going to, yeah. whether it's good or bad, like, yeah. and I've definitely attracted like the narcissistic traits in partners yeah. um and and then with Carl I've attracted like the good qualities that I love in my dad yeah. that he has for like family and things like that in Carl and I and I was I was almost like creating myself as superior to him um which doesn't serve in yeah. a relationship right especially the female like being the leader yeah. and I had to kind of like take a step back and be like you know what no dad, I'm not better than you. Like you created me. Like I came from you and yeah. that's helped served me in my relationship with my partner was like, I'm not superior to you. Like you're actually amazing. Like you love me unconditionally. You know, you want to create this beautiful family together and have all these beautiful loving traits and things like that. And that has helped the relationship so much in terms of that. So when it comes to like, yeah, you can't really, teach anyone it's almost like you embody and they follow sort mm. of thing like you can't really tell people to go onto a, a particular journey it's like they have to kind of choose it for themselves but you can be there to guide and support and encourage them yeah I couldn't agree more you can't help people that don't want to be helped and it's only gonna drain you and pull you down if you're trying to fix someone that doesn't want to be fixed or if they haven't acknowledged that they like they haven't asked to be fixed. Well, almost it's like if that if there's something that's triggering you about them, like turn it back on yourself yeah, and be like, yeah, like what's what what do I need to look at here? If like that thing's bothering me, like I need to I need to look at why that's bothering me rather than and you know it might be something about you and then you change and shift that and then that changes their behavior. Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely see that playing out in my relationship where you feel like your partner's maybe not at your level when especially when you are doing that self-development it's easy to go like they're not at my level they're not keeping up sort of thing or they're not interested but they do they're in their own time yeah mm. if you are sort of meant to be it'll they'll kind of watch what you do and they will meet you at the level you need to and then yeah sometimes you know I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason so if you go separate ways that's actually okay as well it, not meant to be easy I'm not saying that but it's going to be okay if that's what's meant for you yeah um, and I, we were just speaking around like success and how your father helped build you 
um, it kind of brings us back to like, I guess I don't know a whole lot about your story in AWPT. The more I obviously talk to you, the more I get it. But when, I can't really recall when you said you launched AWPT and you had those really successful first six months. Mm. What programs, what kind of programs did you launch in that time? Like, did, And you said you nurtured your online community a lot. So did you have a really good online community? How did you build like a hardcore following like that, that when you did launch something, they were just like all in or like people were noticing and people were buying sort of thing. So how did you, did you go about doing that? Yeah, so I guess it like, I mean, I started posting I would say like I wasn't one of the earliest adopters. Like I started posting around 2017 consistently on mm. my social media. I wasn't selling anything at that point. I was kind of just posting, I guess, my journey, but also like what I was learning, you know, things that I knew, just my knowledge, just yeah. kind of like for nothing. I didn't, I didn't like, yeah. I wasn't selling anything or anything like that. So I did, um, I guess it was kind of lucky and that's why like, you know, it's good to be an early adopter for things that, you know, feel right for you. Like, you know, for example, like the early people on Instagram grew really quickly and then it becomes saturated and it kind of like starts to drop off a little bit. Like everything is going to go like that. So, you know, people who invested in Bitcoin really early, like they did really well and then it kind of dropped off and it's kind of steadied out. Like everything always has this like ebb and flow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was posting, I would say, like, consistently. I wouldn't say, like, heaps frequently. Um, but, you know, I'd built a good following. I worked for a couple of um, – or I worked for a gym, a well-known um, gym and brand in Sydney. Um, I was traveling for a little bit of time before that because I started in 2020 when COVID yeah. happened. So. I was traveling and I was teaching in gyms, like personal trainers and coaches, like Hong Kong, Singapore, Canada, Australia, like all different places. And so I probably had around, I think March, 2020, I had around 10K followers on my Instagram. Um, So it kind of came through the job you had because you were in front of so many people teaching as well. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd been, um, yeah, like I'd been a coach at the gym. Um, I'd been posting consistently like value. Um, what it, oh, I also, I also played like back in the day. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but LFL, it's like a football league. Like it was called lingerie football league, but now then it changed to legends football league. So it was like, no, gridiron. Cool. It gridiron in became, so I, I got a few, like, obviously not like coaches and the following that I want, um, because we were we played on TV and things like that, so I got yeah, a few cool. from that and stuff like that. So, in yeah, March twenty twenty, I had about ten k, and then I launched AWPT in June because lockdown happened in yeah. March, and then um, we we had to stop traveling. So I like that was our main yeah. source of income. Me and my ex partner was our main source of income, so we had to go online. And so you already had a program kind of, built out. Is that right? You kind of already had that program that you're teaching in person, and then you just sort of rebuilt it, or did it change when it went online? Yeah. So, like, I the course I created was an eight week course on women's physiology and training, oh, yes. which was not like anything 
back then. Like I don't, I think there was maybe one company that I knew of that did like pre and postnatal coaching certifications. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know of anyone else teaching on women's health and women's training. Yeah. So it was completely different because he did anatomy and biomechanics, but this was really like women's focused. Yeah. So um, I built that out literally through lockdown because I was like, what are we going to do? Like, I can't do another yeah. anatomy and biomechanics course because he's got one and like he was a chiropractor, I was physio. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, what can I do? And so, yeah, I focused on female specific. In that first six months, um, it was really only the eight-week course that yeah. I ran, um, which, yeah, over time, I guess I built my fault. I think, I can't remember, I think 2021, I I doubled my following to around 20K. Um, and so at the end of that year, so it was just that one program. And then at the end oh. of the year, I, I opened up my mastermind, which was like, uh, sorry, not mastermind, my mentorship, which was a six-month higher ticket program. So that's yeah. kind of what contributed to, um, you know, the six figures in the first six months, which, you know, yeah, was pretty cool. cool so did you, did you run that eight-week program like a couple of times or was it just yeah, yeah that kind of back-to-back yeah. -back thing? Yeah, I had no idea. Like I I was like, oh, like I'll be so keen to get 10 people in. And then yeah. like the first one had like almost 100, I'm pretty sure, in there. And I was like, oh, I know. I was like, what? Like, yeah. So it was, it was yeah, twenty mid-2020. So like I think very early days for like online coaching and online programs and things like that. So I was pretty lucky. Like, yeah. The, not, I don't want to say lucky because it was like I worked hard and all the things that I'd studied and worked on yeah. up until that point had all contributed. Um, but like things, things have changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things have changed. So all your knowledge came to a point of divine timing where you could just create impact. Yeah. A lot of things like that sort of happened through that COVID lockdown being everything going online. So it's for mm -hmm. the you'll notice that the ones that were real, the ones that, you know, the people that put in the work that had the knowledge and who weren't just like fakes for lack of a better word, mm. like they lasted, like they're still going. For example, your business is still thriving. The ones who didn't really have a whole lot of say experience or knowledge or who weren't really teaching, um, maybe even authentically is the right word. They, yeah, you'll fizzle, they tend to fizzle out. And that's the importance also of being authentic because you want to attract your audience. But that's incredible that you had, yeah, like a hundred people in that program. That's so cool. Thank how you. did, how's your eight week program run? Like, is that a, like a weekly calls or is it all um, almost kind of like self-based with check-ins and stuff like a, like an online self-paced thing? Yeah. So it's evolved over time. And like yeah. you were saying a um, hundred percent, like, it's like it's like the people who just run off like the high energy like and mm. things are going well but then things might not go so well and they kind of give up like that's the whole thing about like being regulated in yourself because like mm. you know we've had like times where things haven't been as high and haven't been as amazing and things like that like low months and whatever but we've always stayed through it and yeah. I I kind of look at this like you know, I work with a lot of coaches and so like they might launch a program and then no one signs up straight away. And it's like, yeah. well, I'm not going to post that again. Like I'm not going to sell that. And I'm like, 
no, you need to sell over and over and over and you need to keep showing up no matter what's happening externally yeah. if you believe in it and if you believe in yourself, then you have to keep doing that over time. So um, mm. how it's run, it's li- like, it, sorry, it was live. I've run it 10 times live. Wow. Um, yeah, an eight-week, just an eight-week course we run um we run like anatomy biomechanics sessions, menstrual cycle, um, nutrition for women, pre and postnatal, um, women's health conditions and training throughout the lifespan. Um, and then we also ran workshops like weekly workshops as well. So that kind of created a little bit more of that community vibe. It has now evolved. So I'm currently in the last time that I'm running it live because I just feel like at the moment we have, um other courses we have like Mm. like longer and deeper courses into all of those topics so we've created almost semesters um so awpt gives you an overview of everything and then you can choose which direction you want to go in for your next one Mm. um and so i'm focusing on running the women's biomechanics program live and then I've got Amy, who's like our head of nutrition education, who's an absolute genius. She runs the women's specific nutrition course. Um, we have a pre and postnatal planned for next year as well. And then I do some business coaching and mentoring as well. Um, so it's, yeah, it's evolved. So it is going to become now pre-recorded. And um, there's going to be like a low barrier to entry for it as well. So we're going to decrease the price for it. And then um, people can come in that way. And we've just created a funnel where they can start to upskill in those different areas as well. Cool. That's really cool. I guess my biggest question and something that we're learning early on in business is, um, is yeah, nurturing your audience and nurturing your clients. Yeah. And it does take time to build. And I believe in the compounding effect. It feels like you know, slow growing to start with. And then, then you kind of, it's an uphill trajectory if you stay consistent with it and you do keep doing what works. Do you have any like tips or advice in regards to building your community, like building a hardcore following, especially since in my experience, I've almost done a pivot. So my page started off as just personal training and now I've gone into a pivot where it's a little bit more like health and mindset and then there's also mm. sisterhood which is another realm in and of itself so it's like my audience um they don't always follow you through everything you're doing which is actually incredible because you ideally want to be attracting those people that are interested their ideal clients so yeah how would you go about building especially when you do pivot or you start a new business about building your audience like and trying to get that hardcore following and community Here's a better mm. question. If you had to start all over again with no fault, like if your Instagram was deleted, how would you start? What would you do? Yeah. Okay. That's That makes it super simple. I would literally just post every single day pretty much and just keep providing value to my audience. So um, I would, you know, look at well, what are the main things that I'm trying to get across to my audience? You know, there's going to be some value content, some education, there's going to be like some personality and some storytelling in there as well. Um, and then, yeah. And like, I guess that, I'm, and I guess that would be like, would you have an idea of what you wanted to coach on or like, what would you essentially, what services would you be providing? And would you then do content based off that? Yeah. Okay. So 
this is this is cool because like I did recently re well, not recently but it's end of last year I rebranded so mm. before um I was the underscore Kayla Lee it was Kayla Lee physio so forever everyone knew me as Kayla Lee physio and I was providing like training education and and anatomy and biomechanics yeah. and all that kind of stuff um and then yeah at the start of 2021 I started our our AWPT University Instagram page and I was finding that like <laughs> it's it's like funny to say and we were speaking about this at the very start of the podcast as well was like it kind of got to a point where you know training and exercise was like my biggest thing and my biggest focus and I was like hustling in that right like I was playing yeah. in competitive sports and I was like an athlete and all those kind of things but then now my, I guess, focus has kind of shifted a little bit more to my business, but health is still obviously a really big priority for me. And like you said, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, you don't have your relationships, you don't have your business. But I feel like because I did hustle so hard on that for so many years, it kind of just comes really easily to me now. And Again, the same thing with business, not that I'm where I want to be in business just yet, but it's like I hustled so much at the start, like, you know, the posting and the consistency and like the showing up and, and you know, all the behind the scenes and doing everything. But then now it's kind of like, well, I have space and like I have my Wednesdays off and yeah. um, it gets to, it does get to a point where it just kind of like starts to flow a little bit more. It comes, it starts to become a little bit easier and you don't have to work as hard for the results. Like I build a lot of muscle. So now I don't have to work as hard to mm. maintain that muscle. You know what I mean? Mm. Um. So, yeah, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I actually don't love filming myself in the gym. Like I'll yeah. do it for content, but I don't love doing that. And so, you know, it is your business is obviously about doing things that you don't like, but I felt like it limited me to all I am is someone who provides educational content and I don't talk about myself or, you know, I'm yeah. so much more than a physio. And so that's what I really wanted to show on my Instagram and what I kind of talk about now is, again, similar to you, is I talk holistically about how your health is important for your business and your relationships are important for your business and I'm kind of like everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I've lost followers definitely, um, but I just feel like like my re it hasn't affected my revenue and so it just goes to show that the right people will follow you for you and I kind of want the people I work with to work with me because of who I am and not necessarily because I make a lot of money or because whatever it is, even though I embody those things, it's like, if you're coming in to try and just get a result, you're going to be disappointed because for me, I want my clients, I want to build a relationship with my clients Yeah, and it's a lot of pressure for you to be like, Oh, I've invested in you. So you better get me a result rather than yeah, you've invested because you want to embody the qualities that I potentially have and how I run my business and how I do things. And it's like, there's not that pressure. Like there's not yeah. that pressure of like, have to do this where it's like, it's, it's so nice. Like to just have people who are keen to be there to like grow themselves, to build a relationship with me. Because when I know my clients, I can help them so much more in their business Absolutely. and with with certain things as well. So 
I don't even know what the question was. I just went on a riff, but. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I completely agree. But when you're, and it happens a lot in the PT industry and you probably would have experienced people sign up to a PT because they want to lose weight. Mm. And they come in, they're like, what's the diet plan and what exercises am I doing? And they try and smash themselves for two weeks. And I would quite literally put, hold your horses, love. <laughs> yeah. um, and I've had a few clients say, you know what? It's not what I wanted to hear. I'm going to be honest, but I'm really glad you told me that. And you were honest about the process. And I was like, it's going to take you 12 weeks to get used to this. You weren't doing anything before. You don't realize it, but you think that you can do all these things and you've thought it many, many times before, but it's also why you kept yo-yoing. It's also why you're here right now with no other results. Nothing changed. So something has to change in order for something to change. So yeah, people do come in with that sort of all or nothing mindset and they do that with coaching as well. And the more you do get to know someone, you also feel more safe and you build that trust between them. So you can pull up on blind spots and things like that. But when you, I'm a really big believer in investing in a coach because essentially they're just a few steps ahead of you, but you do need to have that relationship and not like that responsibility where this coach is going to get me results because it puts a, it ruins the relationship in a way. There's not, it's mm-hmm. not like you're there to build a relationship with someone that's going to support you. You're there seeking a quick fix. That's what you're there for. And we all know mm. quick fixes don't actually exist yet. We keep investing in them in any area, whether that's finances or health or in business. Yeah quick fixes never seem to work on then and they never seem to last either so if you see something that's guaranteeing you something like a quick result mm. just don't yeah don't buy into it but that's the same as yeah business coaching and we both I think we both definitely share the value of health obviously we wouldn't be in that um, area and education as well so health is an obvious value of yours do you find it hard to keep that work-life balance in those busy seasons I know right now we've got a nice cruisy Wednesday so far and we're so lucky to have this time to record this podcast as well it's been going for so long now I'm loving it yeah um, so what do you what would you say you do like daily to sort of look after your health and your physique as well so to maintain your weight and things like that whilst also like prioritizing your health whilst prioritizing your business your relationships your life admin um social life downtime like all the things like what do you do to sort of maintain your health or what's your health routine look like um, it's actually pretty simple. So like I get up, you know, I mean, in winter, it's been a little bit later because the sun's coming up a yeah. little bit later, but I usually get up pretty early. Um, we'll go, like we have a morning routine where we go for a walk and we go get a coffee, um, and then come back, have breakfast and then go to the gym straight away, basically. Yeah. So, um, that already like sets me up for a really good day. I don't, um, yeah, I don't, I used to open my laptop like first thing in the morning but we don't I don't look at my phone really or open my laptop until after like the gym basically so um, like do you think that's necessary to go I mean whenever like for me that's when it works but yeah for you if, if you're someone who likes to you know work out I know a lot of personal trainers might have to work out early afternoon in their lunch break or something like that or some people if they've got like a nine-to-five job then they may need to work out you know after work or I would say like if you can before work is probably going to be better because there's more likelihood that you're going to do it before work like just go to bed earlier um but I don't I don't necessarily think there's any time that's better I think whatever time works best for you um but for me like it's always been like <laughs> my why literally is apart from like my, my future family is so I can just train when I want 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then, yeah, I do a little bit of work after that. Might go for another walk or or I might have an evening. Like if I've got calls through the day, then I might do an evening walk. Um, that's pretty much it. Like I can't, like me, me yeah. and my partner have like our Friday nights, kind of like our date night. Um, and we go yeah. for like, we do things on Sunday mornings together. Um, it's it's simple. like, it's honestly really simple like yeah I, and I found five, five days a week do you train um yeah I do five so I have Wednesdays off and then we'll train Saturday morning yeah okay yeah and then have but Sunday. for me ideally like if my partner didn't go to the gym on Saturdays I'd probably do four days to yeah. be honest um that feels enough for me um yeah. just like for recovery and like at this current point in my life hmm. um yeah but- fair enough because I find right now with a busy season especially when I add anything new for example Pilates instructing with Mm. that sort of changing my schedule each week and then amongst the sisterhood events coming up and my own things in between I find it really challenging as something that I've sat on for such a long time is like how the fuck do I balance like work and life and my own health Mm. um like making time for it because I get to a point I definitely prefer in the mornings and you're right it, it's with like with most people it's really hard to go in the afternoons when you don't have the energy and I'm mm. actually I'm in the middle of all, doing all of these tests at the moment and possibly have um PCOS and stuff which makes so much sense as to why I'm so flat in the mornings now compared to being a morning person and training in the mornings previously and why high intensity or on something intense just feels exhausting now so it's quite it again learning about yourself and for every, anyone who's listening to this, I've probably said this many times in my podcast, go and do a blood test. <laughs> if you haven't yeah, had a checkup, 100%. like if that's all you do, like just do it. Like just do that regularly and get a copy of it and keep a copy of it just for your own reference. Because one day, if something ever, ever shows up, you're going to want to be able to reference it. But anyway, you want to be able to catch things earlier. So if it wasn't for me going to get this blood test, I wouldn't have caught this. So it also helps you understand, like I have so much more empathy for myself now, especially around my cycle and why mm. it's been causing some problems and why it's been some changes. And and I have so much more empathy around training now. So I'm so grateful that I have Pilates at the moment to offer a really low impact, um, low intensity kind of training. So that's mm. come at like the most beautiful time where my body's sort of already under stress and I'm learning about it um, and I'm learning about how it doesn't really like um, stressful kind of training <laughs> um, but aside from that I'm a really big believer and I definitely see the science backing up strength training in general so although it is a form of resistance training I would like to get more into weights but I'm not finding that I'm motivated or excited to invest in a gym like your 24-hour gyms that doesn't interest me necessarily in training by myself doesn't interest me it never has I've always loved the group training aspect and the um, that I don't have to put in any effort I rock up I work out I leave Mm. So I'm finding it really hard to, one, I work almost every morning. So that takes out any morning classes. So really I could do afternoon classes if I found something local. Now to put a spanner in the works, me and my partner just freaking fun, do dog and cat sitting. So I can be living at different ends of the Gold Coast. So here I am going, I don't want to, I can't train in the morning because most mornings, like pretty much every single morning, I'm either Pilates instructing or doing sisterhood. So my morning classes are out. Second of all, I move regularly, like on a regular basis. Like I'm not at the same place and I could be like 40 minutes difference. 
So I was like, the mm-hmm. only thing that's really like an option is to sign up for like a 24-hour gym that is in like both ends of the coast or in, regu- in um, different spots. And I mm-hmm. think about that and I'm like, I really don't want to fucking go. Like I'm so resistant to going and doing that thing because I just don't like those gyms. Yeah. So I, I either need to, um, I'm really sitting there going, why don't, why? I mean, if, if anything, I probably have to train in the middle of the day, like late morning, midday. So I probably would get some space in those gyms, um, but I've just never enjoyed it. So I'm sitting here being really resistant and trying to navigate a process that's going to work for that. And I'm considering probably just something more like investing in um, a personal trainer that I've been looking at. And that's probably more central to Burley Heads where Sisterhood is and then just taking it up on those days. And it's probably not going to be as consistent as I want. I'm probably not going to be doing the three sessions a week that I want to do of strength Mm. training. It's probably going to look like one or two sessions, like the PT session and the one session that I go and do myself sort of thing. So I think being really realistic with that. But I'm really struggling to find that work-life balance at the moment, obviously, physically or the the energy, like energetically, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Um, But then motivational-wise, and like figuring out what kind of training I want to do has also just been so hard to navigate. So I don't feel like I've got that freedom just yet. If I could have that would absolutely what you said before, the freedom to train whenever the fuck you want. Like that, <laughs> it's like, a good that motivator. I want to train at nine o'clock. Like Yeah. Like, so that's that's I would train at eight thirty. So like yeah, it's it's yeah, a like, really good it's a really good motivator. Um, I I would say that there are definitely periods of your life and there's seasons of your life where yeah. I don't believe like necessarily in balance. I think balance is a state of flux and it's what you choose mm-hmm. to prioritize, prioritize at certain points of your life. You know what I mean? So like right now it's like for me, yeah, like my my training is fine. Like my training and my health is fine. I even felt like once I stopped stressing about like how many sessions I'm doing a week and what I'm eating I kind of just settled like my body settled my body composition settled I wasn't like holding on to extra weight because I was stressed and thinking about it all the time I started eating like whatever I want and not stressing about what I want and my body kind of just settled and also like I also accepted certain things about it that maybe before I was like oh my god that's disgusting or I hate this part or whatever it is um but Yeah, I mean, I feel like two two weight sessions a week, if that's what you can get in and you're doing like moving throughout, like Yeah. Amongst the Pilates sessions. Yeah. Like and and having having a personal trainer, like if obviously you can afford it, an in-person personal trainer is gonna be, you know, amazing for accountability. If you can't, you know, getting an online coach so that you just walk in, you know what you're doing, you don't have to think yeah. about it. Um, you can do that. And then also like for me, I don't love cooking. So like I have, I say she's my private chef. She's not my private chef, but she runs a meal prep company. So she asks me every week what I want to eat. And then like I get food sent. So that really helps as well. Um, But I hate cooking. I hate, like I do not have a passion for cooking. If I've got chicken and veg in the fridge, I will literally put all of it in the oven and done. I will set yeah. and forget it. And my partner is this Italian that loves cooking and his quality time is like, let's cook together. And I'm like, fuck, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> so let's tee up a time that we spend time cooking together because I need to mentally prepare myself that this is time together, not a chore. Because in my mind, chores are chores. Housework yeah. is chores. 
cooking is chores going to the shops is chores and shit needs to get done even if you don't like it whereas he's like he's a man of service he's like if Mm. I cook for you it means that we have more time together later so you can do the things that you need to get done and then I have time with you and I'm like that's so thoughtful of you because for me I'm like it's got to get done regardless regardless of if we have time together regardless of if I've got shit to do that stuff has to get done I fucking hate cooking and I would (laughs) I'm all about like what nutrients can I get in my body and I Mm. yeah like I'll snack on something healthy and it will be the most random meal ever but if it's healthy like not healthy but like whole foods I try to just focus on whole foods don't get me wrong I love my chocolate I love crackers and dip like I'll snack on those but I'll always make sure that I've got had nutrients from food in my body and the snacks Mm. are like the extra pieces but you're so right when you stopped it's like when you stop caring like when you stop stressing about that stuff your body loves it yeah loves it and I did the exact same thing going from the second like I was trying so hard to lose weight and the second I actually cancelled my membership and stopped giving a fuck I was like I'm just just want to be happy for a little while yeah I lost weight and I also funnily enough attracted a job that helped me do that at the same time so I was blessed in that but it really isn't hard it's it's your daily activity it's your daily I will Mm. preach this till I fucking die but walking is so underrated underrated more like if Mm. all you do is walk like if you don't like I'm preaching to myself right now this is what I need to hear it's so true like I try and keep my step count up but just walk more just increase your steps and you know that 10,000 mark like don't stop there like if if you don't get one of those one of those treadmills where you've got like a standing desk and you you walk on the treadmill absolutely yeah I think I need to invest in one of those but again I move around so much I have a beautiful desk at home a desk set up and I'm not even there at the moment so but yeah absolutely invest in something like that if that's what it takes for you I I even say like invest in a step counting watch for those who don't have one I was like it's the best investment you can have because it it just helps you learn you Mm. learn about yourself you you learn how active you are you learn what an active day looks like what it feels like and I don't need to wear a watch to know when I've had an active day and that Mm. same with food and stuff as well so that's all comes with knowledge which to to, in order for me to be able to stop caring about my physique so much, I had to learn about the body. I had mm. to have the knowledge and understanding of how my body works, which is kind of like how fat loss worked, which essentially came down to eating more whole foods, stop eating foods that were triggering my gut and my health that I was intolerant to, and then just being more active. The gym obviously helps. Like you want to build muscle, absolutely. Like not even just yeah. the gym, but just resistance training of any kind, increasing yeah. your muscle mass. But overall activities, like so many people I see will won't even hit 5,000 steps a day and they're wondering why they're not losing weight. I'm like, your one-hour gym session isn't going to do shit if you're doing 2,000 steps a day. I'm sorry, yeah. but it, it goes one hour out of 12 hours is not going to have like a massive impact on your health and well-being, not to mention just like your overall physiology, like sitting down all day is so bad for your hips and back. Like I've been there and I've done it. It's also just soul-crushing sitting on a fluorescent lighting, staring at a screen and yeah, okay. like tech neck and, you know, that your your core muscles diminish. Like it's just – and then if you are training, you just get even more tighter legs because you've trained and now you sit down all day. Like do something throughout the day. People go and try and smash themselves five days at the gym. You haven't even nailed walking once a day. Like do that first. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. 
I cannot believe how long we've been talking for. This has been such an epic conversation. Before we finish up, though, I did want to ask you one more question. I want to know what your vision is for the future, like for yourself personally, but also for your business. Like what, like what's the ideal? The ideal. Mine is, so I'm obvious, most entrepreneurs will agree they're seeking freedom. So freedom of time, freedom of money. My biggest passion is travel. So to be able to travel and create impact um, and I want to empower other women, other people through education as though, as I have done it, like what that's true for me. So education and knowledge and learning has changed my life. It's changed the way I see the body. It's changed the way I see business. Um, so definitely empowering women through education has been a really big driver for me, hence why we're connected now as well. <laughs> Um, but traveling is my main thing. So the vision I see is I'm so open to change at the moment and I'm dabbling in so many. I'm feeling so inspired and so curious into studying something or just like learning and investing in myself in that way. Learning um, or attending any sort of form of education for me is something that does it really excite me and inspires me. So I'll be investing into something probably around the health in the health realm, whether that's nutrition or gut health or hormones or something deeper. Um, obviously being looking into PCOS, I might end up going down that, that down that route and helping women with more in that space and hormones and things like that. But um, essentially I want to be able to obtain knowledge in order to help create impact and teach other people and help other people through my journey, help them, um, you know, learn from my lessons essentially. Yeah. And what about you, Kayla? If you could, I have a nice question for you to wrap this up. If you could, like speaking of education and creating impact, what's one piece of advice or a tip or trick that you could give to someone that could walk away from this podcast and they could just start taking action right away that would probably like have the most impact on their health or on their business? Is there anything that you could recommend them doing so we can get people starting to take action? I would say it's not so much like a step towards taking action, but it kind of is like is just forget about like you were saying, like overnight success, like quick fixes, things like that, and just be consistent. Like mm-hmm. you're going to get the most results just through consistency, just through the compounding of your efforts. And over time, moving one step at a time, you're going to move closer towards your goals no matter what that is and you're going to encounter hurdles and you're going to encounter things that are going to try and stop you and obstacles and all that kind of stuff but if you can just be consistent on one thing to start then that's going to be better than like focusing your efforts on all the different things as well so Mm -hmm. absolutely I couldn't agree more with that so if you're listening to this go and do a post right now and then do that for 10 years (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly 100% hold out you got 10 years to go baby yeah Um, with you Kayla this has been amazing thank you so much Tia um anyone listening like on my podcast because we're going to be sharing this podcast is um you know you can find Tia at Tia Wright Coaching is that correct correct yeah yep and then also if you're on the Gold Coast check out the sisterhood is it just called the sisterhood on the sisterhood yeah on Instagram you can uh it's the sisterhood movement GC yeah you can find us there Awesome. And likewise, the Kayla Lee on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, the underscore Kayla Lee and AW. uh, 
at AWPT underscore university for any courses. Beautiful. Yes, definitely check her out. We'll pop all the information in our um, notes so you can go and follow her there. Likewise. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.